Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I'm your host, Rosh Sillers, and I'm actually very excited. As I've mentioned in the last two podcasts, I was going to have somebody on the show that you probably don't know who it is, not, not be, from lack of um, her not being out there, but because you were told that it's my favorite podcast to listen to. And you're probably racking your brain, who could that possibly be? And it's actually the YouTube Power Hour with Erica Vieira. She probably doesn't even know that. And I host <laughs> my own show. But yes, I've been teasing for two weeks that my favorite podcast host is going to be on the show. And here she is uh, with a warm welcome. Welcome, Erica. Thank you so much, Rosh. That's so, so nice to hear. I, I love that. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the reason it's, you know, one of those things you, you could never, I would say you'd never guess because I'm not your demographic. Yeah, uh, you're not. You know, <laughs> I, <laughs> not at all. Uh, you know, and, uh, but I, I enjoy your show because one, it's a nice long format mm -hmm. and you have excellent guests and you really just dig in. And quite mm -hmm. often when I'm running or doing other things, I'm listening to your show and I'm learning so much that I can yeah. apply or just, just relating with the experience of growing a channel. So I really want to dig into a little bit of just your experience, share how you got involved, one, maybe doing the podcast, two, involved mm -hmm. in YouTube, and then some of the experiences and what you have seen maybe in the world of YouTube that maybe you could share with our audience. Yeah. Um, I know. I love that you're a fan of the podcast. Even though the show is about women and marketed to women, you'd be surprised. I do have quite a few I'm like, sure you diehard male listeners and they sure. reach out to me. They're like, I know I'm not your demographic, but I love the show. So, and I do think that the things we talk about on the show, it applies to anybody with a YouTube Absolutely. channel, you know? So, um, yeah. So basically a little bit about me. I got into this space not because I was on YouTube or anything like that, but I was kind of in the podcasting world. I was in, I live in Los Angeles and I was in the kind of entertainment hosting industry. So I interviewed different celebrities on the red carpet. I worked for another podcast, very large, large podcast network in Los Angeles. And I had a few shows there. So I was familiar with that space. And so I decided that I wanted to host my own podcast. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to drive all the way out to you know, Burbank and do that. I want to do my own thing. And for me, I was really, I was really fascinated by the women that I would watch on YouTube. These women, such as, you know, OG beauty YouTubers like Candy Johnson or Marlena from Makeup Geek, who now has her own line. And these people that literally were just girl next door not some famous person, but because of YouTube and the vehicle of YouTube are in the beauty community, at least household names. And sure. I found that even back then, you know, five years ago to be really fascinating and that whole world. And, you know, cause I'm so, I grew up in Los Angeles and I did the acting thing for a while too. I studied my, studied my acting technique in a really uh, a wonderful established school here in Santa Monica. And I was so used to the idea that if, if 
you know, you wanted to be out there and be famous or have yourself be out there. You had to, you know, move to a large city, live in Los Angeles, live in New York. And I found YouTube and the power of YouTube to be really incredible that you literally can live anywhere and have that kind of exposure and that kind of audience. And YouTube really has made that possible for people all over the world. People who maybe, you know, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, even 20 years ago, um, 15 years ago. I mean, I'm going way back, but not that long ago to have that type of fame per se would have to right. move and literally up, um, you know, move to a completely different one of the coasts, city. you know, just to, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I found it to be interesting. And so I said, you know what? At the time, this was maybe when I first came up with the idea of hosting my podcast, the YouTube Power Hour podcast. Nobody was talking about YouTube on podcasts at all. Nobody right. was doing it. And I was like, you know, I think that would be a really interesting podcast to interview these YouTubers. So I had the idea and I didn't really go with it until maybe about a year later. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do this podcast and just interview these people. And so I did, I sent out a bunch yeah. of emails. Um, to I mean, to be perfectly honest, I really and, haven't seen uh, all that left, much new, I would say in the last year and a half or two years. There really haven't been any like, seismic amazing guests. Changes right at the beginning, that, um, women that I think have had, fundamentally you know, altered how YouTube makes recommendations. Right. A couple hundred thousand subscribers, and you know, four years ago, that was that was even harder than it is today in the sense that there were less people at that time that had say a million subscribers or a hundred thousand sure. than there are today. So it was really exciting to get some of these people who I'd watch now and be able to have a conversation with them and really, and, and my goal, and like you mentioned earlier, it wasn't, I don't like fluffy podcasts. I don't like, I mean, that's what I actually love about podcasts is that they, you do have the time to really get deep and people can really talk about things. I didn't want it to be just a fluffy little question and answer thing. I really wanted to go deep and really try and understand what these like what these women were doing how their lives have been changed are they doing this full-time are they making money from it all these right. different things these questions that i had that i know a lot of other people must have and so people were just really open and willing to share their experiences i think a lot of them just never were asked before uh and now you know there's tons of podcasts out there but i was really the first to really talk about youtube as nice. a podcast and it was really fantastic so i got immersed in that world of youtube the influencer world and my background is I, I have an acting background. I studied my acting technique. I did entertainment reporting, all commercials, all that kind of stuff. But I also have a background in business. I actually did real estate, commercial real estate for years uh, mm -hmm. out of school. So I have a marketing sales background, but I also have this acting background, which I think actually lended itself really nicely to really understand YouTube and really sure. know and understand what works on YouTube. And so what happened was that I had a lot of my guests would you know what happens a lot of times when you're hosting a podcast and you have guests and people, you know, after the recording is off, you really start to talk about things that maybe you didn't <laughs> right, talk about when right. it's recorded. And so I ended up becoming really close friends with a lot of people that ended up coming onto the show and they would ask me things like, gosh, you know so much, like, would you give me feedback? What do you think about this? And I would end up just kind of helping these, these YouTubers right. and just based off of my knowledge of interviewing people. But also I think a lot of it had to do with my sales and marketing knowledge combined with my acting and on-camera presence knowledge so i just get feedback and just yeah sure and you know we chit chat text i would go to a lot of i was started to get invited to a lot of different influencer events like beauty events here in la influencer related events i did all the conferences and just got to get to know a lot of youtube creators and they started to see me as an expert in this field and asked me for my advice i gave them advice 
what things would happen to their channels They're like wow that advice was really great now my channel is growing even more that video got 100,000 views uh, you know when we talked about it so I kind of got this reputation and then people started to share my name and say you should work with Erica and so I kind of unofficially was working with a lot of YouTube creators helping them from a basically consulting basis or coaching basis whatever you want to call it and eventually my viewer listeners of the podcast were like hey Erica could you help me with my channel and so there was this demand that I wasn't really tapping into like I said I was kind of doing unofficially and I had a few people I was helping here and there but it was this idea of starting a whole nother business I was like I don't know and I was you know having kids at the time and I was like you know I think I do want to do it at, at some point and then finally after I had my second daughter I was like you know if I'm going to do it I'm going to do it now or I'm just not going to do it because I was in the back of my head said I, I want to start some kind of a school or do some kind of a program or do some kind of a course or something where I can really apply all this knowledge and experience uh, that I know really works on YouTube to these these women that are listening to my podcast that could really help them. And so I had a, not even a two-year-old and a two-month-old at home. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to start my YouTube bootcamp for women. And that's when I launched it. And that was January of 2018. And since mm -hmm. then I've helped nearly 400 women oh, wow. know, gone through the program and seen really incredible results on their channels. I work on a one-on-one -on -one basis with dozens of women at, and we're, you know, do a lot of one-on-one -on -one consulting. So it's really turned into an incredible business for me and a great school and boot camp for women that are either looking to start their channels or they're they're just wanting formulas and a system to help them accelerate their growth. Right, right. Wow. That that's quite a you know it's a journey there. I mean, mm -hmm. but you know, you have an idea and it mm -hmm. other opportunities just kind of evolve out of that. And that that's it's really cool to see, you know, hear how that happens. That particular... um, what are some of the things that you feel are some commonalities among the channels you said many of the channels you you support help i know you've worked with people who are just starting to people who mm -hmm. have a channel that's moving but want to really give it another boost and or at least yeah. some guidance what are some of the things that you feel are the commonalities of the channels that are working well yeah basically what do i see in channels that, that do well on youtube i think a lot of it is really people being able to be in front of the camera and truly be relaxed enough to just be themselves and not be constantly worried about how they look, what they're going to say, that they're, they're really, really just themselves. I know that's the most generic, general answer is like being themselves. And I would be annoyed because a lot of the guests on my <laughs> podcast be like, I yeah. think I'm, I'm, I did so well because I'm just myself. But there's a lot of truth to that. And there's a lot that you can really unpack with that. Mm -hmm. And that it really comes down to being, you know, truly authentic and who you are. And what happens though with a a lot of people, especially women, is that they get really consumed with how they look or they allow the um, experiences that they've had so far on YouTube to affect how they appear on camera. So if they're maybe in a slump or their channel's not doing so well, that that comes off on camera when you're filming. Yeah. And that energy, people can pick up on it. Maybe they don't know or they're not aware of it. However, it's there. And so it's like you truly need to be authentically yourself and you need to have a zest for what you're doing and for life and being really excited about what you're doing because there is a energy transfer from the screen to the viewer, from sure. the camera to the viewer. Right. And that is just so, so important uh, that you have that, that 
that excitement, lightness, and passion that is really coming through. Because if you're worried about things and you're consumed about things that are not really maybe related to what you're doing in that moment or what you're filming, then that comes off on camera and that affects your energy. And I call it, I call it OCET or on-camera energy transfer. And okay. that can really, I think, stifle your growth because you're just not the best version of yourself. And nobody wants to watch people that are questioning, that are not confident. People don't want to watch that. People want to watch people that are really comfortable in their own skin, that they're really right. confident, they're really confident in what they're saying and what they're doing. That's why people watch other people on YouTube. They want to be inspired. They want to be entertained. And that's only going to happen when people are just fully confident in their own skin. That, that, that makes total sense. And that's something, you know, not a lot of people talk about, you know, they talk about mm -hmm. the metrics, they talk about the latest yes. gear they talk about. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you, you're, you're right in, in many aspects that, you know, it's just that person and, and their ability to do well on camera and to be able to put that energy through so people can grab it on the other side and, and yeah. feel what is happening. And not everybody does that. I mean, I know when I started, um, I, I mean, I had the opportunity to speak around the world. Uh, you know, I, I caught, caught that social media train, you know, mm -hmm. early on and wrote books and did the whole thing. And so I'm thinking, okay, I got this. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to get a start recording and, you know, I know how to, and, you know, I look like the most boring person in the entire <laughs> world in my yeah. first few you know, well, I may still, but you know, yeah, it's not yeah. as boring, yeah. <laughs> you know, if that's what you're thinking, you know, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it does take a little bit of extra energy to put that through. So that that's really nice insight. Yeah, you bring up a really good point, Ross, too, about a lot of people really, and that I think there's there's an aspect of YouTube because it is owned by Google. It is a search engine, and that's what makes YouTube such a powerful platform mm -hmm. that you can leverage the power of the YouTube algorithm to really get yourself out there, get your message out there, get your content out there. But what I think the biggest mistake that people do is they focus on the algorithm first. They focus on the metrics first because right. that's what everyone's talking about. And, and that's, I think, easy for people to talk about. It's very easy to say, look at these metrics, focus on these metrics and that's how you're going to grow but right. the reality is is that people are doing that and they're not growing they're like i spend all this time focusing on my keywords and i'm not growing i can't tell you how <laughs> many people come and they end up they join my bootcamp or they do my coaching and they're like i've been listening to all the the, the i've been watching all the channels and i've been listening to all this stuff and i've taken other courses and i've been you know i really know and understand the algorithm and i know and understand how to do keyword research but i'm still not growing i'm like none of that's going to matter none of it is to me SEO, uh, keyword research, that is a cherry on top. If your content itself and you are your content is not the best version of yourself, is not entertaining, it's boring, no amount of SEO research is going to get you success on YouTube. None right. of it's going to happen. It's just not. You well, might get lucky here and there with a video that happens to do well. Yeah. But to really create a community on YouTube, which is what people ultimately want to do, they yeah. want to have hundreds of thousands of people that subscribe to them and, you know, hundreds of thousands of views on every video and people commenting. <laughs> That's what people want. And what that really is, is a community. And what you right. are on YouTube, or, on YouTube is you're an influencer, you're a community builder. And none of that happens by being super, super uh, aware of, you know, SEO and keywords. Right. Well, you know, when you, when you, your approach and what you're saying is really, it's the same conclusion though, because when they go into analytics, when they go mm -hmm. into how to get the person to watch the next video, it's all about the viewer. Mm -hmm. And you're saying the same thing, mm -hmm. 
except mm-hmm. you're not it's saying it's, the, it's not the analytics. Yeah, it, it, it's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like you don't even have to. And this is one thing that I know this is, and this is actually a question that I've been asking a lot of my guests recently is like, how, how much time do you spend really paying attention to SEO or doing keyword research? And what I find is that probably 75% percent of the people that I interview and also now that I work with people that have over 50,000, 100,000 subscribers, mm-hmm. they don't spend much time on SEO at all. Right. They're more focused. And we're talking about people that have hundreds of thousands, even millions of views. They're way more focused on the content they're creating and the people that they're creating the content for. Right. And right. I, that was something that I noticed early on when I was putting together my system that I eventually now teach in my bootcamp, my zero to influence system. I call it the zero to influence YouTube bootcamp. Mm-hmm. That's something that I really noticed. And I noticed back then nobody was talking about that. Everyone was right. so focused on the analytics and, and the algorithm and all that, but, but nobody was talking about, I was like, yeah, but all these people, they're not sitting there doing hours of keyword research right. and they're blowing up. And I'm not just talking about people that have you know, audiences that have grown for years. They're like, yeah, Erica, but they started their channel back in you know 2016. I'm talking about people that are you know, starting from zero to you know hundred thousand today. Right. right. And it's happening. So, it does mm-hmm. happen today. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I think a lot of people say, you know, oh, it's over with. It's no, no, no. it's not over with. You I have, have the right enroll in my program and I see it all the time. Yeah. All the time. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. so you, you have started um, recording on YouTube, um, mm-hmm. doing your show and recording your show live. How, how was your experience? Because I know, as I recall, listening to your podcast, obviously a lot of the things you've mentioned I, I'm familiar with because I listen to you religiously. Yeah. Uh, but um, what was I going to say <laughs> about my podcast on YouTube? So yeah, yeah, podcast yeah. on YouTube. So you you um didn't it wasn't you did you weren't on YouTube first. YouTube came later. So, so you did I the podcast first. Did, is that correct? When I first launched the podcast, I did have I I did put it onto YouTube as well. Okay. So I had the same format that I had today. But then when I had my first daughter, I just got so overwhelmed that I was actually pretty close to just canceling and quitting the podcast altogether. I because see. I was like, doing the video is just another component. It does definitely make it a lot more work. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have the time. And sure. at the time when I had a newborn, and so I was like, you know, I'm just not going to do it at all. And then I had so many people because I actually took a six, six or eight month break from the podcast after I had my first daughter. Okay. And I had so many yeah. people be like, when are you coming back? Or, you know, when your pocket's coming back? And so I realized that I didn't want to give up on what I was doing. I just didn't want to have to film it. And sure have to be on camera. And so I was like, you know what, if I can do it where I'm not on camera, then I can still do it. And then, you know, maybe I'll, I'll get back on camera later on. But right now, I had to be truly honest with where I was at. And this is also what I teach a lot of my students. I was like, you know yourself and you know what you can actually do, what you can actually commit to. And because burnout is real, burnout is real on YouTube, it's burnout, yes, it it's real on podcasts, it's burnout is real on any type of social media platform. Yeah. And I was on the risk of burning out because I was like, I just had too much going on. And so I said, you know what, though, I can commit to doing my podcast once a week if I don't, don't have to be on camera because it just makes it a lot easier. Being a female, you got to put your makeup on, get dressed, make sure the lighting's right, and you have to do it at certain times of the day and just all this kind of stuff. And so I was like, you know what, I can commit to still doing the podcast. I still knew in the back of my mind I wanted to do some kind of YouTube course or coaching, and I knew that, that, that and it brought me life. I really yeah. love, 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 love doing the podcast. I said, you know what, I have an audience here. I know they love the podcast. I'm just going to do it without the video, and honestly, nobody cared. <laughs> 
And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and for me, I found that the vast majority of people were just downloading my podcast anyways. I had way more downloads on iTunes, on Libsyn than I had mm-hmm. on YouTube anyway. So I was like, most people didn't really, most honest people didn't, they were fine with it. Sure. And then I did bring back the video portion of it back um, in November of 2019. And that's right. been really fun to get back on to YouTube and just, I see YouTube as a placeholder for the podcast. And because right. there are some people that say they do enjoy seeing it. They like to see the interviews. And I think it's, I think that's fun too. So nice. So let's uh, wrap up with a, one more question here. Mm-hmm. Um, so who, who is probably the person that it's really two parts. Who is it that you have interviewed that you're most excited about interviewing that you felt you mm-hmm. learned a lot or, and, and also who, who is still on your list that you want to interview that you have not interviewed Ooh, that's yet? That's a good question. That's a good question. Okay. So I'm, I'm looking up, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm looking at my phone. Cause I want to look back and see like who I've interviewed. I've interviewed at this point over, I'm pulling up my website. Cause I have a list of everybody I interviewed on my website. So wow. I can remember, um, I've interviewed probably over 200 people at this point. Nice. So some of the people that I really loved, well, actually the interview that came out this week was awesome. It was with Shalene Johnson because she's mm-hmm. somebody that I've admired so, yeah, I saw so that long. Yeah. And that's what's awesome about having a podcast and an interview podcast that people that you just admire and like, you could just ask them to be on your podcast. And right. uh, if they say yes, and that's your opportunity to talk with them for 30 minutes or an hour or however right. long it is. So that was definitely an honor to have her on. Um, one person that I interviewed that was really cool was Amber Scholl, and she's a, a YouTuber now that has over 3 million subscribers, mm. and at the time, she was just on her way up of, like, blowing up, and she gave a really fascinating interview. At the time, I think she had two or 300,000 subscribers, and it's really interesting. I hear from people now who listen to that interview who maybe just found the podcast. Like, God, it was so fascinating to hear Amber Scholl at 300,000, yeah. and now she's a huge YouTuber, and sure. I always find her channel what she did to be really fascinating, and she's someone who's truly... Um, um, works from intuition and just has a really good sense of what works on YouTube. So she was somebody that I loved interviewing. Let me see who else I'm going down my, my God, I had so many amazing people that I've interviewed. Um, Emily Noel is somebody else that I interviewed Mm -hmm. who is a YouTuber that's been on YouTube for so, so long. Um, And it was really awesome to be able to interview her because I've been watching her channel for years. She's like one of the OG YouTubers. I would say another person for me that's always amazing to interview or people that I've directly helped. So one mm. of that, it's, it's yeah, exotic. Yeah, those and are good interviews. Yeah, and she's someone that has over 600,000 YouTube subscribers. And when she first came to me for coaching, she literally had less than a thousand subscribers and was struggling with her channel and to be able to have her on my channel at 600,000 subscribers and was, was really I had her on my channel a couple of times I'll probably have her on my channel again because it's just really amazing to be able to really showcase the stories of women that you've really directly helped I say those are probably the most special for me I have several sure. people another girl Sindhu that she came to me struggling at like 200 subscribers and she did the boot camp and within seven or eight months, she was at a hundred thousand subscribers. So those to me are the most special. And so in the future, I would have to say there's someone, Patricia Bright is somebody that I've been wanting to interview for a while. I love her channel. She said that she would 
she would come on next season. So we'll see. Somebody else um, is Candy Johnson, who I love her. She was actually the first YouTuber that I watched, and she's one of those beauty gurus that's been around for so long. Another person, yeah. Tati, is a beauty guru that's been around for so long that I would love to interview. So some of those people, I think, for me, have a special place in my heart because they're the ones that I they're the ones that introduced me to YouTube, you know, that right, I watched right. at the beginning. So I think those people for me would be really, really special. And they're ones that I probably interviewed. I mean, I probably emailed maybe like 10 times and I'm like, <laughs> oh, sometimes I've gotten responses, but it's like, I haven't gotten any kind of definitive. Yeah. Yes. And those would be absolutely incredible. So oh, that's great. Erica yeah. Vieira. Wow. It's been such a, a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, can you share a little bit of, well, one, how can people find the Power Hour podcast? Because yeah. that is a great show if you want to listen in on a, just an in-depth show of, and with really good questions that, that uh, get these YouTubers to just share their experience, which is it's always a joy to hear their journey. Just to share a little bit about where they can find you. Yeah, Rosh, thank you so much. So the podcast is called the YouTube Power Hour podcast. You can just search YouTube Power Hour anywhere you enjoy listening to podcasts i'm on itunes spotify youtube uh just search that or you can go to my website ericaviera.net i have the show notes and everything on my website and also i do have a free class for you know if you're listening to this and you're looking to maybe start a youtube channel or you already have one but you seem kind of stuck or you're overwhelmed or you're not where you want to be i do have a free 60 minute class where i go through some of my systems that i teach in my programs uh there's a whole workbook that you get and that's ericaviera.net forward slash masterclass that's wonderful thank you so much thank you this has been awesome the tube labs podcast is hosted at the tubeblog.com <laughs>